0: Welcome back to GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. With me today is Angelica Goncalves. A little bit about Angelica. She is the host of A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast, where she talks about a little bit of everything, hence the title. From reality TV to learning about people's journeys of ups and downs to success to karaoke, on a Friday and everything else in between versatile y'all Angelica as an adult dyslexic who started the podcast to gain confidence in becoming a speaker to advocate for people with a learning disability she wants others to know that people with a learning disability can do just about anything but at a different pace A Little Bit of Everything With Me has been awarded a Latin Podcast Award in 2020. She is also a Latin Podcast Award nominee for 2021 and nominee of Ito BitCoke Community Votes 2021. So a lot of incredible things going on for her. When Angelica isn't podcasting, she works in the construction industry full-time, photography part-time running a community podcast group called The Circle of Outstanding Podcasts and trying to figure out new creative designs for all very good fashion and lifestyle. Y'all, Angelica is a woman on a mission who has incredible things going on on the forefront as well as behind the scenes, a little bit of everything in her wheelhouse. And today we're going to talk about her journey with PCOS. So without further ado, please welcome angelica to the podcast
1: hey thank you so much genesis for having me um this is fantastic like i know we've been planning this for quite some time so here we are
0: thank you so much for being here and just reading your bio i was like wow i really got to know a little bit more about you because you and i have talked before off the record when i was on your podcast, as well as behind the scenes and etc. But just really reading your bio, you are doing some incredible things in and outside of your industry. And I love that because, you know, women, we are multi dimensional, multifaceted. And sometimes we, we don't get the recognition that we deserve and need. But I truly want to give you your flowers while they can bloom metaphorically speaking. And thank you for all that you do day in and day out. And now, Another new thing is you are a mommy. So, I am. So congratulations on your beautiful baby boy. That is amazing, and we want to talk about you know your journey with PCOS. So can you start off by telling us a little bit more about your background, and then we'll jump into the topic.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, Genesis, thank you for that introduction. And of course, that's a little bit of everything with me. But going into uh, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, it's it's been a quite a journey. oh my gosh like i don't even know where to begin but a little about it for those who don't know it's a condition which in the ovaries produce an abdominal amount of androgens but it's not just that there's like a list of over 30 symptoms that can possibly trigger pcos now the, the thing that bothers me is a lot of medical research has not been invested into it because a lot of people don't know what's the cause of it is there a cure no there isn't there's now about one in five women who have it in the united states and it's just discouraging because a lot of women are going through these different systems it's all relating to pcos a lot of people say oh it's because there's more male sex hormones that are in your body that you release instead of estrogen so there's that hormone imbalance situation. There could be a small cyst that produced in the ovaries and it's just, that could be PCOS. But some people who are infertile or don't have regular periods, that's part of the PCOS. There's depression. There's so many things that are in part of these PCOS Uh, umbrella because it's, it's crazy how there's a list of about 30 plus symptoms and you can be possibly having PCOS and you don't even know it. And there's possible weight gain. There is people who are overweight that have PCOS. And then there's people who are the opposite, who are very athletic and thin and have PCOS. And it's just like, there's so many factors that are involved. And I just don't like how there's not enough research or time invested into it to figure out what is the cause of it. And to me, I feel like from what I've learned is probably because of the amount of environmental stress, the food that we eat, because things are now mass production. Like, you know, you hear that on farms, they're just really just feeding these animals. And, you know, that's it. Like, cause there's such a high demand, especially in the country. So I feel like I, there's so much involvement with PCOS and I was diagnosed in 2015 and I'll tell you, I was very athletic. I was uh, training to be a marathon runner and I was already running then five years. So I was doing a part-time running career. I was running five, 10 10 K. I um, was training for my half and then ready to get, to get into a full marathon. And I was running a personal training business too, as well. I was just doing a lot of things at that time. And when I found out I had PCOS was because I didn't have um, a regular period. I had a period at such a young age. I was in the fourth grade. And I remember being the only child in the classroom and the fourth grade with a period. I'm just like, this is embarrassing. You didn't know when it was coming. So obviously whenever it came, it came. Um, Asking a teacher for a tampon or a pad just to, because you didn't know it came that was embarrassing too. So I went through a lot as a child because I can say I'm still a child. I was like a pre, not even I don't know if I was a preteen. But like the fourth grade is pretty young. Like it, it's crazy how it hit me. And I remember it happened when I was finishing up a cross country meet, and we I just we just finished. We're on our way home on the school bus, and boom, that's when it started. I was just like, oh my gosh, what is this? And your my mom's telling me you have your period. and I'm like, oh great. like I didn't expect it to you to get it at the fourth grade I was just hoping to give this conversation at the sixth grade but you know I've been through such horrible uh, periods as a young child that I was away from school for almost a week because it was just crazy the amount of pain it my mom would tell me this is what child labor is like and I was like okay thanks for frightening me at this young age but it was nuts and as I got older going back to 2015 I noticed irregular periods. So it was kind of like the opposite. And I was like, Oh, it must be nice, you know, because you're training for a marathon. And, you know, it's four hours of a run minima. And for you to have that during your period, you can imagine the amount of uncomfort, lovely uncomfortableness, if that is even a word that you go through when it comes to your trainings. And I was like, Oh, I'm so happy. I don't have a period. But then after six months, after eight months, after, after a year, you're just like, what is happening to my body? You start to worry. And I didn't really think of it enough at the beginning. Cause I said, you know what? I'm still in the summer season. I got a couple races left, even though I did run through and registered races in the winter, I was just like, you know, I still have, I have this great opportunity to shed some time off because when you're on your period, everything changes, you gain weight, you water retention, and that slows you down. And I'm always trying to figure out how am I going to shed the last like a minute or two minutes? Cause that makes a huge difference at your final runs. And I decided to go to the doctor and I went to my family doctor and she's like, I'll be honest. Um, it could be PCOS but I can't diagnose you because I'm not familiar with it. And she's like, when I went to um, medical school, they don't teach you about PCOS. They give you a little thin textbook, like so thin and tell you that's what we know about PCOS. And I'm just like, okay, so what's next? So she's like, I'm going to give you a specialist. So we'll go to an OB. We'll, we'll do regular uh ultrasound appointments to make sure what's going on. So, cause you've hadn't had a period, you want to make, you want to make sure that your walls are not closing in, which is apparently a bad thing. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, things like you start to get worried, like what's going to happen here. And I went to the first OB and uh, this one was interesting. So she, the first thing she said when she looked at me and she's, she's, you know they usually give you an introduction like hey i'm dr so and so how are you uh this one was more like oh okay so nice to see you um wow. so are you runner are you a rower are you a dancer are you a cyclist uh, what was another one she mentioned there was another there was another sport that she mentioned and was i was it just tennis
0: like, or anything
1: um i don't remember i don't think it was tennis but she's like are you part of those? Like, do you do any of those sports? I'm just like, no, I just run. I didn't tell her I was running seven days a week. I didn't tell her I was running for a marathon. I was just like, no, I just run in the evening. And she's like, like how many kilometers? And I'm like, Oh, like 20 to 35. And that's where it came out. I was hoping to narrow down a number like five a week. And she's like, that's your problem. And I'm just like, excuse me. What do you mean? That's my problem. She's like, you're putting too much stress on your body. You're running twenty to thirty kilometers a week. That's a lot of stress on your body. You're overdoing it. And I'm just like, I thought running should be, you know, a great lifestyle. You know, into the healthy route and everything. And it's like, I, I was in love with running, Genesis. I was so addicted. I always signed up to twelve races every single year and try to be the best of the best to beat my time. And I did it for myself. That was the, that was the awesome thing is doing it for yourself and accomplishing these goals. And I was ready to go to Florida that. So I went to see the doctor September of 2014, 2015. I was like, okay, I'm going to sign up for the full marathon for Florida because I got family there. I'm going to just kill it. You know, it's nice hot weather season. I'm training through all the winter. It's going to be fantastic. Like, you know, I'm planning everything out. And then I said, I'm going to go to another state, see if I can, you know, kick it in in March and do something else. Like, because you want to keep going, you get this addiction. It was like a high that you're on every time you do a race. And for her to tell me, Like, this is what's affecting you. I felt like something was ripping out of me. I felt like I was going through a grieving moment because she tells me, well, you need to stop running because this is affecting you. You do have PCOS. And uh, we did some blood work. And she says in four weeks, hopefully, if you, when you come back, you should have your period in four weeks. And she's like, please cut down on your running. Make it to uh, 5K minimum a week. And I'm just like, you go from 35- 20 to 30, 35, sometimes down to 5k. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's like, uh, you can't do anything. So she even recommended to go on birth control. And I said, well, I'm planning to have children in the future. Like that's the goal. And I wasn't married at the time. We're just in a serious relationship. And she's just like, well, the thing is you won't be able to have children. So you got to come up with a solution. And I'm just like,
0: so this is,
1: Yeah, go ahead. Let's
0: let's pause really quick there. Because this is a lot of information that is coming, coming to you really fast and drinking out Mm -hmm. of a water hose. And the fact that she just looked at you didn't really come in with an introduction, but just starts spitting out this rhetoric to you like, it's a lot to take in, especially if it's your first time meeting this OBGYN. Yes, she's a specialist, but everybody's body type is different. So With her just asking you these questions off the cuff, how did she really know that you have PCOS unless she got this information from your PCP, your primary care physician, but your primary care physician had already told you that she's not a specialist in this area. And she said, oh, we just get a little pamphlet to you going over to a specialist. And this is your first time meeting this specialist, right? And she is giving you this information and it kind of makes you nervous because it's like, you don't know me from Adam or Eve. You're just looking at me and you are giving me this information. And that is how unconscious biases are formed and preconceived notions because there has not been a full lab workup. So by you sitting in the chair in the doctor's office, getting all this information what type of emotions were you feeling? Because this is a lot to take in at such a young age and you're doing something that is conducive to your overall um, health and well-being. And you love running. It's not like someone is forcing you to run to get your health and wellness in check. It's something that you absolutely love. And here this lady is coming to you, telling you to stop doing what you love. You have PCOS and you have all this stuff. Was this before, before she even did any lab workup on you?
1: This was before any lap work, Genesis. And that's the shocking part of it. And I will tell you that sitting in that chair, I felt like I was going to cry into tears because the one thing she says, like the three key points that she tells me that really just destroy uh, mentally and emotionally that moment was you can't run. You got to stop. You won't be able to have children. And the thing was, to go on birth control. Because I know going on birth control is something that does the opposite of you not having a child. So to me, it didn't make sense and everything. So you're going through all of this at the same time. And it was like a what, a 10-minute consultation because there was like 20 other pregnant women who was gonna see her anyway. So I'm just like, you're trying to soak everything in. And mentally it was just like I felt like I had a death in the family. I'm not gonna lie, I felt like I had a death in the family because. To me, for something that you love so much, that you enjoy, and you've you've accomplished so much for your own personal self, and you've seen results in in health in the healthy uh, in the health side of things for you, you're just like, what am I gonna do? Like, I devoted myself to running for five years. I ran through the the horrible winters of Canada I ran through I did even races during the winter time like that's how passionate I was about running and I was so addicted to uh, uh, you know achieving these little goals every single year with the same races over and over again because I like I said in the beginning I tried to figure out okay how do I shed two minutes of my time because two minutes makes a huge difference in a runner so you're just like I felt like that moment, like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything. Like what's next for me? Like, there's no children. Like, how can I, I'm in a relationship where my husband wants children. He's the one that's like, I want to have children. And I know for me, it took a while because, you know, that's another story. When I was in high school, I never wanted children. I I completely said that. And I was just like, great. But then that same moment, I'm just like, is this karma? Is this karma for me? Because in high school, I said, I do not want children. I do not want children and all of a sudden this is happening and I'm you know your your, your emotions you're you're going through everything from back to the day and you're just like is this karma is this what I get for saying that I don't want children all of a sudden I want it because I'm in a serious relationship I love this man and then this is happening I can't run I can't have children like what is happening like seriously
0: let let's, let's die let's um pause there too so we could take a break and and just breathe because it's so much that is happening and so off the bat she tells you three things that all sound like negative Nancy stop running you're not going to have children and get on birth control And then now you're going back to what you said in high school saying, oh, I don't want children to now you're wanting children because you're in a serious relationship with the man you love who y'all were just dating at the time, then you got engaged and then bam, now you're married. And so now your viewpoints are changing because this man that you love wants children, and you want to be, you know, a mother of his children. And this is all in a 10-minute consultation. And sometimes people put these doctors on pedestals because they think that they're God. They think that they're the creator of the universe, when in actuality, they just have an opinion based on what they studied in school. But then this opinion, in my opinion, in this circumstance, it's not even factual because you didn't even go to the science route to really um, to really check out this information to see if it's even golden. If this situation applies to you, you're just looking at me, formulating what um, the activities that I'm doing, and then just hindsight 2020, passing off what you think is susceptible. And I mean if it were me in that situation, I would say, okay, thank you for the information. I appreciate the consultation. And then just get a second opinion, because sometimes people listen to doctors and they feel like, oh, it's the end all be all. When in actuality, there are other doctors that do specialize in this. And I feel like, you know, just going through something like that, that is life changing, life altering, it can take you by surprise and it feels like you're winded and it takes you by a blow even though you didn't have a death in the family this is reshaping your current lifestyle and it is like you know grief and we all grieve differently whether it's the loss of a job the loss of a family member or friend the loss of a pet or somebody trying to take away your rights being a woman, something that you obviously want to happen. And I feel like we need to have these courageous conversations and Mm -hmm. tell other women about stuff like this that is taking place, because some women may be going through PCOS, and they may have had the same experience that you had and they feel like oh my gosh this is what the doctor said there's no hope but obviously there's hope because you just had a healthy baby boy yes there was challenges trials and tribulations that you went through but you did not gravitate to what she said and those limiting thoughts those limiting beliefs and etc so after you had that consultation with that doctor who didn't even do any blood workup what was your next step
1: So she did recommend after that conversation, which it took me a a while to like take everything in. Like you said, I had to get some blood work done. She says, you know what? We'll see what happens. If everything comes out fine, you should be having your period in four weeks. If um, we can do another book, we can do a follow-up. Now, if you don't get your period in four weeks, I will expect you to, um, you know, make that decision of having birth control to start having regular periods. And I'm just like, oh, I don't even want to come back. Like I said that to myself, did the blood work. I picked every Friday in the morning because I the time where was I working? I don't remember, but I had to like be there at 6.30 to get blood work done. So that way I can make my way to work and it had to be consistent. Like it had to be consistent time. Like you have to get your blood work at 6.30 every Friday. Like it had to be that time. So four weeks later, I got my period. And I was just like, okay, this is just messed up here. But I ended up um, getting to, so I went back to my family doctor and I said, Hey, I need to see another opinion because I'm not sure about this. And that's what I love about um, my family doctor, because she is very, one of those women of I'm not going to give you all these medications. I want you to find every single resources that we can provide you. And this way you can make your decision. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Okay, great. So she says, let's just continue to do your um, ultrasound every single month to see how everything's are doing and maybe send you to um, a fraternity clinic to see like what your next steps are you know go that way let's see what you can what you what you like or not so I ended up going somewhere a little bit further away from home and I just didn't like the vibe it was just like they it was one of those of you're you're gonna have a kid okay cool so this is what you're going to need. Um, we're going to do these checkups. I need you to come every single time. What is the problem? We're going to get into it later. There's so many women here who um, have PCOS, which we've got all your your uh, follow-up um, blood work from the OB that you went. Uh, when do you plan on having children? And it was just like, yeah, wait a second. Like I just need information. Like I don't need, I need to know what's happening here. So the, to me, that felt scared. And I was just like, I'm not even ready to have a child. I'm like, I'm not even married.
0: So I went there really quick because like then it seems like that place that you went to the fertility clinic you didn't have good vibes so it was like something in your gut instinct was telling you that it's off because you you probably felt the sense of being pressured pressured by that um, place that you went in because they're like oh they're asking you all these questions when in actuality you haven't really taken the time to process would you agree?
1: Oh my gosh yes like it was it wasn't again, it's following your gut. As soon as you go in there and you know that something's off or something's weird, you just need to follow your gut. And then that's where I was just like, you know what, let me just continue on just see my family doctor at this point and just continue doing the ultrasound appointments that I had every single month, which was really nice. And she did blood work every two weeks to kind of see everything was on track because then I started seeing my period uh, come back once well, as soon as I cut down all of that running. And I, try to just, let me just take a break then. Yeah. I was on an intensive seven day schedule. I did running, I did weight training and running after. So that was the schedule I was on. And then on the weekends I would do swimming and then some cycling. It's just cause you have to balance everything out. And with a personal training background, you kind of knew, okay, like what can I do next? Right. So once I cut down on the running, I noticed my period started coming back, but then, you know, six months later, there's no period again. And you're thinking, what do I do? Do I just let, like my body do its thing? Like, I'm not, I'm not I'm married yet. I'm not, I wasn't even engaged at that point. So it's like, what do you, what do you do? So I kind of like forgot about it because again, now what do I replace with running? Well, guess what this girl did? I ended up getting a second job because running did not pay because it was part-time, but it felt like having a second job. So I decided stick with my full-time and then I'll have a second job, which is my part-time. And of course, guess what? You know, my period will come every so often, but now you replace. Yeah, it was great. Like you're replacing running with a second job, but you actually get money, you get extra income and you go through this routine and years go by, you go through this routine. And did I even bother going to another doctor? And I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm getting my period every so often. That's it. But then I noticed at the period one point in that time, I didn't have it for six years. You know, years go by that you don't even know. You're just like, holy crap, where did the time go? And here we are that you're just like, wow, six years. And my period just completely just vanished. And you don't think anything of it because Genesis, you're so busy in this lifestyle because at this point, oh, I'm getting engaged. Oh, we're going to get married. We've been on vacations. You're enjoying life. Like you just forget about everything that, you know, mother nature that knocks on your door that people call it mother nature. You're just like, all right, she ain't coming. So, you know, you continue on your life without even remembering that you have a period. And she was the only person that would bug me was my mother. She would always be like, did your period come? Did your period come? Are you okay? Did you go see your family doctor? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, there's nothing to it. So I get engaged, I get married, I still don't get a period. Um, we go on these vacations because you always like cross your fingers. You want to enjoy the beach, you want to do some swimming. No period. I'm
0: I'm going to chime in really quick right there yeah. because we, as women, sometimes like when I, when I like to say Aunt flow, when Aunt flow is not there, you don't have to worry about packing certain things whenever you are heading on those vacations And it just makes things easier when hindsight 2020, you're thinking that it makes things easier, but then your body is trying to communicate with you. And sometimes we get so complacent and we, enjoy Aunt Flo not paying us a visit that we're like wait is my body trying to tell me something and then like to your point before you know it time goes by and then some women are like what's happening to me but then you got so comfortable living this certain lifestyle that the little trivial things don't matter to you until you're being met with your husband and your mate telling you, hey, babe, I want to start a family, I want to do this. And then you as a woman feel pressured, like, let me see what's going on with my body. Like, okay, I want to be able to give my husband a family, I want to be able to do these things. And then so not only do you have the pressures of work, you have the pressures of society, you have environmental factors, you have trying to be a wife. We as women are juggling so many different things that whenever it hits you, did you feel like it hit you like a ton of bricks? Despite your mom like nagging you saying, do you have your period? Do you have your period? And by that point, you feel like you're a grown woman. You're living your best life. You're enjoying life to the fullest. You're like, YOLO, you only live once. And then your mom is like knocking on the door like, boom, 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 boom. Did you have your period yet? Did you have your period? Have you went to a doctor? Have you done this? And it's like, a nagging voice. And you know, she means well, but then over here, you're like, man, I'm living my best life. And then you're faced with, okay, this is where I am in reality to my husband and balancing my relationship.
1: Yeah. My mom was the mother nature's assistant. She would come in and say, Hey, like, did you get your period? But, you know, it's true because you're going through that phase of life, like everything's so great, you know, going well, you know, you're working two jobs, making extra money. You're just like, yeah, you know, let's enjoy life, go through an engagement, go through the wedding. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, I can't believe I didn't have a period for almost six years. Like, you're just like, where did the time go? Like, seriously? So I had to put matters into my own hands at this point, because once you're married now, but the thing is, we didn't plan to have children like right away because we knew the situation. And I did have a cyst rupture uh before. Was it before I got married? No, it was after I got married. I had a really bad cyst rupture. And when that happened in 2017, I was just like, oh, my gosh, the pain was unbelievable. Rushed myself to the hospital. My husband came back later and they said that you need to think about what's going to happen next and i'm thinking like am i dying like the way they talk to you sometimes you're just like am i dying like seriously and one of the nurses says she's like because you have this disruption you have pcos and history of it she says um when was your last period i'm like it's been a long time it's been a long time and she's just like you know with PCOS and having this, cis rupture more could potentially come in rupture, which can affect your ability to have children and you won't be able to have children. So I'm the staring at my really husband. Quick. Yeah.
0: I'm going to ask this question. So that way we're putting some context in for the viewers and the listeners. So how did you know that something was wrong and your, you had a rupture like what type of inclination did you feel throughout your body in case somebody is experiencing that and they could, you know, look out for that because someone yeah. may not necessarily know what's going on in their body. So what was that slide? And you mentioned you took yourself to the emergency, So you drove yourself there.
1: Yes, I did. Oh, wow. I did. I I, 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 I try to remember this because it's been a while and I know it was in the winter It was in February. So it was really cold. And I think, No, I actually, my, my mistake here, I did call my husband. He came to my job site. Luckily he was working in Toronto. He wasn't far from me and he picked me up and I told my boss and I leave my car here overnight at the job site, which wasn't a problem because we have all the security cameras and uh, he ended up picking me up and taking me to the hospital. That's what happened because the cyst the cyst rupturing literally felt like your menstruational cramps. But like 10 times worse, like it's just a horrible, nasty pain in Well, my cyst ruptured on the left side. So that left side was just like excruciating pain, like it was so sharp, like a knife was like going in there and just twisting it around into into that side of your ovary, like it was horrible. And then you start bleeding and you're just like, what the heck is this? Like what what's going on here? Like it was so painful. Like I couldn't even move. I was like in a fetal, kind of in a fetal position in my chair. And I'm at the front desk. Okay. And I'm glad we work at a construction site, because you know, you don't you don't get like all the fancy people coming in. You just get people saying, Hey, I need this, hey, I need that, or what's going on? I need to see this person, right? So I was just sitting there and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is horrible pain. So yes, I, they offered me to call an ambulance and I was just like, I don't want like the commotion. Like I'm not that person. So my husband rushed here and luckily he was so close by and, um, and the hospital from the job site was like five minutes away, literally, thank goodness. And I went there, we spent the whole day and then the next, well, pretty much the whole overnight, as well because the waiting rooms here is just pretty brutal so once they did all the examinations and stuff and you know you go through one section to another to another figure out what type of emergency it is finally they ended up telling me the next morning that you know, this is what's happening. You have to uh, be really careful, but how can you be really careful? Like, what are you going to give me to help prevent these cysts? It's like, you're not giving you me medication. It's not like you break an arm and you get a cast and that's how you can prevent from, you know, from everything else in the meantime and get it to recovery. Like, how do you recover from a cyst? Like, really they are, isn't really a solution. So hearing from the nurse and the doctor like, you know, you won't be able to have children and I'm sitting like laying there looking at my husband I'm like, you know, about to cry my eyes off because you're just like this is another emotional thing that you need to discuss with your with your partner. And what do you do next? Like really what what's the next steps for the both of you? And you know, she says you like you need to find a solution, like, you know, there's obviously different ways of having a child, but you know, you got to really take care of yourself and figure out what you guys want in the future. So from then I had that cyst rupture in 2017. And that's where I was just like, okay, I got to do something about it. That's where it really hit me and said, if I want to have a child, how am I going to do it? So I've heard so many women go through IVF and vitro, all this other stuff, which I don't even know, but every woman I've spoken to has had the experience of, them. Well, they've had great experiences of course a lot of money being invested but the thing was uh, the one thing that really scared me was the, the medications that were given to them apparently they go through different treatments like they'll prescribe you metamorph um metamorphin which is the uh, pills pills for diabetes to lower your blood pressure uh blood sugar level sorry uh low blood pressure pills, high blood pressure pills, uh, there's, there's, there's like a list of medications and I'm thinking, why are they giving you all this stuff? And then there's, uh, estrogen injections, which is apparently here, three tubes for 500 bucks. Like it's a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to figure out, okay, what, what am I going to do? What are the next steps? I remember I got sick and I went to a walk-in clinic and he's like, you know, my friend who is a doctor, she has her own infraternity clinic. Maybe you should go see her and see how she can help you, you know, have a child. And I'm just like, okay, let me give it a shot. Why not? So I ended up going to her and I liked her the way she is. She was, uh, Middle Eastern doctor, very, very educational, informative. Like she's like, this is what I deal with. I deal with people, I deal with women who cannot have children. We still, we actually help men as well, just in case it's not just the women, it's the men. And, um, you know, we, we did the same thing like I did before, which was, you know, you show up on a specific date to get your ultrasound. And your blood work done and then they kind of check every single week of like what's going on into your body and all of that and of course i was getting a period again after the rupture because apparently your body needs to it's funny how our bodies are like you know they they really just let they clean themselves basically like it just lets it flow so (laughs) i was just like okay cool like it's funny how the woman's body can do these things right and um once that happened, I'm trying to I'm trying to fast forward a little bit here. Things were going back to normal, and it seemed like whatever I was doing then on my own was you know was working. But I don't remember what I did. And fast forward, my my dad gets into the hospital because his liver was uh, failing on him, and they tell me that same day because this is how they do it at the fraternity clinics. Hey. This is your win opportunity to have a child. You need to have a child right now and you have 48 hours. And I'm just like, wow. no, this is not happening. And they're like, well, why can't you do it? And I said, my dad's in the hospital. I've taken two months off of work. I've been living at the hospital, rotating between myself, my brother and my mom. And I can't do it. There's no way I can... I can have a child and talking to my husband about it. my husband's like, no, that's just a high risk. Like, look, look what you're going through. Like, we're all we're all stressed out. We don't know what's going to happen with my dad. We didn't know if he was going to survive because he couldn't have an operation because he's had other medical uh, conditions that it would just prevent the other one and the other one. So from then on, I said, you know what, I need to stop coming here because it's been too much. And, you know, work was really awesome of letting me do it every single that specific day in the morning, but I would miss like about an hour and a half of work. And then I said, I need to find a different solution. So I looked into a naturopath, which the chiropractor that I go to the the facility that he was at, he's the owner. He's got like every single doctor that you can think of to help you all. except for obviously your family doctor and stuff. And he's like, I have a naturopath, you know, maybe she can help you. And I've heard she's helped a lot of women with PCOS. And I was just like, Oh my God, like it's just right in the same facility. So I go and meet her and um, we have this long consultation. It was about an hour and I asked her questions. I asked her interview questions like, Hey, how long have you been working in this industry? What type of women have you helped? Um, what's your success rate? What, who do you, you know, who do you deal with? And she said, literally like, I help women who cannot have children to having natural births. And I'm just like, Oh crap. Okay. So I started seeing her three times a week to begin with, which thank goodness my insurance covered 50% of it. And I was just over, over the moon by the amount of care that they, they give you that provide. And it's so different from a doctor. So the naturopath really helped me realize, okay, we need to work on eating. We need to work on your environmental stress, your work stress. We have to, we have to, we have to work on the whole package here. And once we start, once we start um, really into the treatments, I started to realize like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the calling that I have. And she says, you know, for some women, it may take up to a year to get results. So if you haven't had your period in so long, it may take a year or this could be, you know, longer. It depends how your body reacts. So I was like really invested in it. I was seeing her three times a week, you know, it's $110 a session every, every time. So you need to figure out, okay, if you want this to happen, we got to put in the work. And that's what it is with the naturopath. You need to put in the work. She's not like, oh, we're going to do the session for an hour. No, like you need to put in the work after that. We went through diets. We went through food sensitivities. I had a liver problem that she was actually helping me deal with. Um, My family doctor was fantastic. I'd say, hey, you know, I'm seeing a naturopath and I need some blood work because when you go through with the naturopath, here in Canada, we have uh, free, well, I don't call it free healthcare, but because we pay a lot in taxes but it helps a lot, of course. Um, So she, she helps me a lot with that, where if I need blood work, my family doctor will draft it up and then I can do do it. And then she gets the results and sends it to my naturopath because a lot of doctors hate naturopathic doctors because of the way they practice. And my family doctor was okay with it. She was just like, whatever works, you do whatever you have to do and I'll try to help you out. Because when you go through a naturopathic doctor and you request blood work, it would cost it, it would cost me about, she took an estimate it was about $500 for all the stuff that she needed to see every time. The amount like, of
0: workout, right? Cause it's expensive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, just to get blood work from a naturopath that the, they charge, I was going to say, like, is it the government? I guess the government charges $500. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, it's just nonsense. So I was lucky that my family doctor was able to help me that to save some money on cost and she was okay with it. But again, a lot of medical doctors are not uh, friendly with, with working with a naturopath and three months into it. what we did was work. She was like my psychiatrist. She was my therapist. Uh, We did Chinese medicine. We did acupuncture we did diets, we did uh, supplementation because she had to boost my immune system first because it was really crap. Like I was sick every single month. I had allergies that went through from literally February all the way through, gosh, November, like that was my allergy season. And she boosted up my immune system. And three months into working with her three times a week, I got my period. And it was wow. like a joyful moment. It was a joyful moment. I was just like crying my eyes out that day. And she's just like, well, you put in the work, this is the results that you're going to get. And she's like, if you keep doing the same thing, she's like, you don't have to see me three times a week, which is nice of you, but it's three times. If you, if you can do the extra work on your own, then you will see the results that you want. So I even told my husband, even before I started, I forgot to mention, I said, if this doesn't work out, then I'll try IVF. I'll try all the other stuff and whatever. Um, and I just really was like having so much faith and positivity. And I said, please, like, I don't even want to go through that way. Cause I've heard people spend over a hundred thousand dollars in treatments and sometimes they don't even get anywhere or even have a child. So I was really putting my faith and really just being really positive and saying, you know, let's, let's put in the work. And I did, I worked so much. I, I, I did everything. I even started meditating. Like during that time, I started looking into yoga again, because I used to do yoga when I was running. I did. I even quit my second job. I, I did so much to really focus on myself and my body. I had to learn how to love my body. I had to learn how to accept my body. I had to learn how to remove all the stresses of life, work stress, environmental stress, etc. I started the podcast. When I started the podcast, I swear to you, Genesis, I felt like there was a whole new different life because I found a hobby because she told me you need to find a hobby. You need something that you can do in order to make yourself happy, because right now you need to find your own happiness. Don't find a hobby that's involved with your partner or with your friend or with your mom or whoever. It has to be for you. And I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do? So then I- the, that's when the podcast came about.
0: And let's pause right there because whenever you were talking about that hobby, it just kind of reminded me of a whole new world. The song by um, I think it's Lion King, right? A whole new world.
1: I don't remember. It's
0: like a <laughs> dis- it's like a Disney movie or something. So you had to take the measures to make yourself. <coughs> oh, sorry, y'all. Happy and then things started to speed up. And this is a really, really powerful segment. So I'm just gonna interject. Listeners and viewers, we're definitely gonna have to have a part two to hear the the rest of the story because there's so much information that is being unpacked in this conversation. And I do wanna give the listeners a sense to just take it all in And digest it. But before before um, we end, I want to know what happened after you found that joy and you found that centeredness after starting a little bit of everything with me, because that was your hobby that just took you outside of the reality of some of the craziness that you were dealing with. And it's not necessarily craziness, but it's just life because And I tell people life is like a roller coaster ride. There's ups and downs, highs and lows, roundabouts, twists, turns, and et cetera. And it's like, you just have to go with the flow. But sometimes going with the flow makes you anxious, makes you depressed, makes you sad. And all these different emotions come in because you want the best for yourself. But then it's like mother nature. It's the universe or some people feel like it's God or whatever the case may be. But then you are a human being that's having to carry the load.
1: Yeah. You know, it's when I, after that and doing all the work in the first three months, you feel that joy, you feel like, oh my gosh, this is something happening. Cause that's when I started the podcast too, as well. Like that after I got the period, I got into the podcast. Which says, you need to find a hobby. It was like, okay, something's going to happen here. Like this is, I guess this is what I needed. And also I did start the podcast because I wanted to become a speaker and I'm in the process of doing that for the Learning Disabilities Association and share my story with um, parents, kids, teenagers, young adults, whoever needs to hear it. So this way, I because I also looked back at my life and I said, "Wow, I accomplished a lot being a, an adult dyslexic." So I was just like, "How do I, how do I gain this confidence? How do I become that speaker that I want to become?" So the podcast has helped. Me with that and also with PCOS, which a lot of people are just like, Oh, like, how does that even work? It's just you gotta find that hobby. And when we get into part two, I will explain more into like how managing the podcast and getting away from the reality has really like you mentioned, you get away from the reality and you go into you know meeting people. Like I I've interviewed so many people so far that takes you to like their, their journeys. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, like there's so much positivity that you're receiving that you just want to keep going. And it makes you, makes you become better and your life becomes a little bit better too, every time that you speak to somebody. So when I get into that, you know, there was a lot of work that had to be done. There were some times where between my partner, which I would share in part two, where you have to have that serious conversation and ask, you know, if you really want children you know, I'm giving you the option of there's the door. Like, I if I can't give you what you want, are you going to be OK with it or do you need to find it somewhere else? You know, and that's a tough conversation to have.
0: That is a very, very tough conversation. And just hearing about the amount of things that you have went through. What would you like to say to the listeners and the viewers to sum up part one and then for those of you please stay tuned because part two will be coming and angelica is really gonna unpack the rest of her journey and ha- what led her up to having the beautiful baby boy that she has now but we are going to wrap this up and she's gonna leave us with some gems and her contact information so you could definitely plug in with her journey on the forefront as well as behind the scenes but you know don't go anywhere because part two is coming y'all and it's gonna come fast and hard <laughs>
1: <laughs> well thank you so much genesis and well i can't wait for part two because there's so much more And this is where it really you know you got to put in the extra work and the results are fantastic like you mentioned i had a beautiful baby boy but leading up to it was a lot of work and there's a lot of adjustments to do um but a lot of skepticism of people telling you like what is this but you know, you can continue on with my journey because I will be starting a series of becoming a new mom and leading up to and sharing my story again with PCOS more in detail. So you can definitely check me out on Instagram at a little bit of everything with me. And if you're whatever podcast platform that you're listening to, uh, just type in a little bit of everything with me. And there is over 600 episodes that you can catch up on
0: amazing Angelica and then share one or two gems that you want the listeners and viewers to gain from this amazing conversation we've had so far in part one
1: you know just remain positive you know you need to continue on with your battle you have to continue to fight for what you want whatever it is in life because I feel like the same practice I use to being able to be successful either with the podcast or having a baby boy, you need to implement the things of being positive and just keep fighting. You can't stop just because people tell you, you can't, you can, you really can. I'm an adult dyslexic. Trust me. I didn't expect to be speaking. You know, I was such an, an introvert beforehand where you're just like, oh my gosh, like I can barely talk to anybody, not even a stranger. And here we are. So You just got to keep fighting for your journey and and be positive, really.
0: That is amazing, Angelica. And thank you for sharing those encouraging words because... The mission here on GEMS is to educate, inspire, and motivate. And I love there's a line in the movie, The Chia Girls, that say that goes, si se puede means yes, you can. And I just want to encourage any woman out there that is currently battling PCOS or knows someone that is dealing with PCO, PCOS. Do not give up because you are closer than you think and don't always rely on what the first doctor says. That's why there are second opinions out there. And just to sum it up, for those of you who aren't aware, PCOS is polycystic ovary syndrome. And we just got out of PCOS Awareness Month, which was in September. So I am going to share all of the information in the show notes. So just make sure you read it, educate yourself and learn something new. Knowledge is power learning equals growth and you are closer than what you think have faith, Find your happy place in life and don't ever let somebody place limitations on you because those limitations are not golden. You can be the wild card. And in this situation, Angelica achieved what she wanted to achieve. She has that family now with her husband and she has overcome the trials and tribulations. And now those tests are her testimony. So I just want to encourage you to keep on going look down the road because the finish line is near it's not far so i hope you have an amazing rest of your day and i love to sign out by saying peace love and lots of blessings you are a masterpiece you were created for a reason and tap into your purpose which is tied to your destiny assignment and calling the world needs you to show up and show out there is power in sharing your story and there's definitely power in your voice. So don't you ever forget it. Signing out, Genesis Amaris Kemp and Angelica Goncalves here on GEMS.